This is Archery Unfiltered, where I, Wendell Souza, cover California archery events and what it takes to make you a better archer. Yeah, if I don't answer real quick, that means I'm at full draw. That's good. That's good. I, I'm glad one <laughs> of us is practicing. <clears throat> All right, guys. Uh, welcome. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Archery Unfiltered. Um, with good friend and co-host Jim Padilla. What up, Jim? Evening, everyone. Jim's getting some practice in. Yeah, you'll hear occasional bow crashing sound. Awesome. What uh, what release are you fucking around with tonight? Oh, I don't fuck around with the release. I'm shooting my tar- Carter Total Control with the Dave Cousins modification. Ah, Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you want to hear something interesting? Speaking of Ralph, uh, like, Carter releases, um... Dude, so I listen to a lot of my job involves me like building stuff. So I listen to podcasts just all day long. Sure. Um, and recently I was like, God, man, the news is just so fucking depressing. Like even the Rogan podcast is just fucking depressing, man. I I get you there. Yeah. You know, it's like, like, you know. Yeah, illegal immigrants fucking climbing all over the border and fucking, you know, we're we're electing Chinese nationals to take care of our election process and all this stuff. And it's just so fucking, it's just so depressing that I was like, oh, man, I can't listen to this right now. So I started listening to, uh, oh, you'll love this. So I started listening to The Outsider, right, the audio book. And I thought I was listening to the one by Stephen King and like six hours in. It the turned, outsider. Okay, hold on. The only you're not you don't mean the outsiders. Uh, the no, movie. no, not the outsiders. The movie. Um, okay. I think there's a TV show based on the Stephen King book, The Outsider. I missed it. But there, there's also a romantic. Uh, what do they call that? Like a romance novel called The Outsider. And so I was like six hours in to the romance one thinking it was Stephen King. And I was like, where the fuck, when does this shit get crazy? Like, I thought Stephen King's King shit was scary, but this is just like porn for women. And then I started thinking like, is this how Stephen King got popular? Like just writing like woman porn. This is fucking lame. <laughs> like you should have, your skin was getting all sensitive and everything. Or what? <laughs> dude, I was, yeah, dude, I was feeling pregnant, man. It was nuts. <laughs> and, uh, then I realized that I was actually listening to The Outsider by some lady, written by some lady. Okay. So then I started listening to The Outsider by Stephen King, and it was, like, creepy right from the jump. Um, and then I ran out of listening hours for audiobooks, what? right? So it's like, you're only, uh, on Spotify, you're only allotted so many hours for for uh, listening to audiobooks. So I was all bummed out, and I was like, well, shit, I don't want to listen to, I don't want to listen to the, like, current events. So I started digging around in uh, old Knock On podcasts, and oh boy, yeah, I was listening to John Dudley. I was just I sometimes I'll listen and try to pick apart, like let's see how much shit I can pick apart, and you know, and not to say that he's wrong, it's just different, you know, we just got different styles. He's he talks about Dave Cousins a lot in his older episodes, right? Yeah, they were uh, he portrayed Dave as his nemesis, and I don't know if Dave really. 
<laughs> no, talk that way. But... <laughs> Dave's like, who the, who are you? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, they like room. They were on the team together. That's, yeah, and uh... it sounds like they both traveled to foreign country or other countries to go yeah. beat up on, like, beat up on like their national events or their, their like, what was it? Some kind of World Cup. Something was held in Australia. And because like uh, Dudley didn't live there, he had to shoot it as a guest. Got gold as a guest. Oh. <laughs> it's like what? sorry, um, planes flying by. Oh, it's all good. But I'm just like, yeah, okay. Like, I could go fly around to like Botswana and shit, and go like whoop the shit out of there. You know. Yeah, yeah. Their I mean, top so archers. Definitely that uh, point of contention that's been brought up before some people is. Uh, Dudley's some of his gold medals are like you know the Dublin Open, you know. <laughs> like, you right. know uh, he's he's definitely he's shot against some people that are amazing yeah. shooters. It's like the Singapore there. Singapore Open, the Malaysian yeah. the Malaysian twelve hundred. Yeah. <laughs> the when the Kuala Lumpur was only you know there was no high rises, right? <laughs> Except for him. Yeah, yeah, so, he was the big. <laughs> so I was listening to uh, he does one th- about where he interviews some guy, some Australian dude who's got like a doctorate. He's got a doctor's degree in aeroflight. Right, right, aerodynamics. Not yeah, aeroflight. exactly. And uh, it was pretty interesting listening to them talk. I mean, they're both way up Easton's ass as far as oh the X10. You know, that's our starting point is the X10. Blah blah blah. You know. But they get into, uh, you know, small veins and how, like, the 175 is, like, the best vein for long distance. So if you have to switch between field archery and, like, shooting a FIDA or whatever, 1200. um, 1440, yeah. Yeah, 1440, exactly. I'm sorry. You can tell I don't shoot much FIDA. (laughs) If you have to switch between the two, a 175 vein is, like, unbeatable. Right. What, what the, both these guys saying, and they're both saying. Um, also, the dude, the doctor guy, was saying like one degree offset or one degree helical is all you need. He said anything right. else has a, uh, diminishing returns, and I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, I got to say, thank God for some people like that because then here's a guy with a, you know, basically a aeronautical degree, you know, and that's good enough for me if he says you know you don't need much more than that right you know you're you're not going to see any any difference right you know but that guy is also strictly a feeder guy that yeah i mean okay well but give you look at it this way is uh he's they're shooting you know uh 90 meters you know yes 90 90 meters is 98 yards yeah, the is where you're gonna make or break your breaking the fourteen hundred right, right barrier on the fourteen forty round. You yeah, know, and that's the, the big uh, the big deal. Rio Wild set the record in California, right, for the ninety meter uh, distance. Yeah, yeah, I think when he was a a young warthog, a resident uh, shooter. Uh huh. He lived in California. He must have. Damn, I, I was unaware. He, he must have. So yeah, uh, but I, mean, I don't have that score at the top of my head. But 
yeah, it's it's pretty stout. Yeah, yeah, it's up there. It'd be interesting to to see what his era was. For sure, it was an X10 with, right. you know, I think he shot 187 veins pretty religiously. Mm-hmm. Flex Fletch. Yeah, yeah, I think he's still a Flex Fletch uh, sponsored shooter. Or you know, I think he probably shot Flex Fletch before, and then he became a sponsored shooter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it's interesting because, you know, this guy was saying this and you could kind of hear Dudley is kind of like getting a little bit out of shape because I think Dudley ran like two degrees or, you know, when in regards to hunting, he's like, you know, he doesn't want it to cut, you know, he's all about heavy helical forefletch for his hunting arrows. Yeah, I mean, but then, you know, you're you're trying to steer a broadhead, a, you know, a inch and a quarter at probably broad three blade broadhead. Yeah. Yeah. At the time. You know, yeah. Now that, that was kind of average size years ago, but now it's kind of on the larger side. Most people are shooting inch and a 16th inch and an eighth. Yep. Inch and three eighths with some on fixed, fixed heads. Oh, yeah. fixed heads. Yeah. Well, you know, and then, but you know, anyways, getting back to his, his buddy there, yeah, that was that was a pretty good podcast. I listened to some of that. Yeah, I liked it. That, um, that's where also I learned he was shooting, you know, world champion of the Dublin Open. <laughs> I have to get down on that, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what else? Um, yeah, small veins for outside. Can't go wrong right. with it. That was pretty much where I was getting at that. It was a long, a long walk to get to that point, basically. Yeah, like you said, there's, there's, uh, but there's always exceptions to the rules, you know. True. That makes you rethink your setup. True. The two two five, uh, the two two five veins are real popular. I mean, Chris Schaff shoots them, did right. really good. I mean, there's even people who are, you know, just to prove a point, they. Shoot blazer veins, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've tried. I, <laughs> I like the blazer vein. They do work, but they are, you know, they get beat up pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like AAE veins. Those get beat up also, but. Yeah. I like them. I'm, I'm running AAEs this year. Liking them. So yeah, far. yeah. What, whatever happened? Did you ever get any uh, response from the Flex Fletch people? No. No. I think. No? You know, they had that same response that, you know, the Germans had when Hitler was yelling at them. They just kind of clammed up and put their head down and, you know, hailed a taxi. <laughs> Basically. So, yeah. I mean, I do feel bad for, like, losing it at Flex Fletch, but it's just too classless to be uh, spamming their shit on my shit. I wouldn't say you lost it, but... Uh, I know, but you did call me a dictator. So, I mean, there's some degree of, like... <laughs> you disagree. I, made, I will say I made a comment. I don't know if it was uh, called you a dictator, but... Uh, no, maybe you, overlord. But... You said it smells like dictatorship. Uh, <laughs> That's exactly what you said. Uh, I'm going to have to go back and check that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's okay. I don't mind. Okay. Um... Let's see. Let's get into just some new product stuff. Are you down sure. for that? Uh, yeah. New AAE veins coming out. Oh, really? I missed out. The Air Razor series. Air Razor. Okay. What's uh? What's the premise? 
I I don't know what makes these. The, the, there's one vein that's new that I I really like that I will definitely shoot for indoor. Okay. Um, what is this? It's just that it's made. These are their same veins made out of a new material. It looks like they're not all ribbed. You know that they're kind of like ribbed for your pleasure. Yeah, yeah, the, to control the airflow. So yeah, these are a new material, and it looks it appears like they're not ribbed. Okay, so that'll be Does interesting. It, yeah, distinguishing features like sometimes they have that uh, they've had a lip on the outside edge. You know, lip on the outside edge. Wasn't that them, or was that... Yeah, that was AEE, wasn't it? No. Are you thinking of the okay. gas vein? The offset vein? No, they... no. Like, right on the, the outside, the outer edge, they had, like, a little lip on it. It I don't was, know. like, a little thicker. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. But anyway, they redid the uh, the uh, Stealth Pro vein to be the, the Air Razor 26. They did the redid the hunting vein to be the Air Razor Pro. They have this new vein called the Air Razor Talon 3.0, which is basically the hunting vein stretched into a three inch vein, and that's the shit I'm gonna try out on indoors. Okay. And then they also released something called the Hybrid PHNX. What is that? Punks, pinks. Uh, where it's a vein that's just been cut a bunch of times to kind of look like a feather. Oh, yeah. That might be a novelty vein. Kind of, You know, a flex sludge has something like that also. Looks like flames on the... Uh, oh, yeah, the flames. Yeah. Edge. This is not as stupid as flames. The, uh, the recurve people like those. Yes, this is for perfect for shooting off the shelf on trad bows. A, no- uh-huh. a novelty form of archery. inch shield cut and it's serrated to look like feathers I wonder if those can steer a broadhead Mm -hmm. I'm sure I'm sure they would but uh, they would probably make quite a racket for our speeds ah that's true huh see that's why I have you on this show Jim yeah So yeah, those are the veins. Uh, new new veins launched by AAE. They look cool. I'm definitely gonna try the talons for indoor in like eight months. <laughs> okay, the talons are they uh, similar shape to um, the veins I shoot the Silent Night 3.0s? No, they're like no. the uh, they're like the Pro Hunter, the AAE Pro Hunter. Oh, this is kind of really extra tall. Yeah, they're tall. They're kind of like uh, they look like a like a cat claw, sort of. Cat claw. Okay, I'm gonna have to do a little uh, bear claw, maybe. <laughs> survey out to the the listeners and see what what veins are their favorite. Yeah. Oh, oh amongst the AAEs. Any vein. Oh, just in general. Yeah. We're going to get a lot of weird ones. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay. Um, other new shit being released? The Bowfinger 1 site? The Bowfinger? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bowfinger 1 site V2. I love it when the name of the thing is 1, and then there's like part 2. It's yeah. Like, like First Blood Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. <laughs> So yeah, so uh, yeah, our 
Tim Tim Gillingham is uh, definitely pushing the hell out of it. Loves it. Yes. I don't know. So um, when I'm, I'm sure it is a great site, but it, he's pushing against it so hard. It's more of a, yeah, you kind of get in that feeling where he's like, no, this is the girl that I really love. Not that other. Yeah. One, right. Uh, against the black gold site. That was <laughs> you know, part of the group that let him go. It's like his new girlfriend's got, you know, a little bit of drool, her lipstick yeah. smeared, one tits hanging out and, <laughs> and she's grossly <laughs> overweight. <laughs> The big old, old mole, yeah. Orange, you know? <laughs> and he's like, "No, this is the one I really love. Yeah, not, not the one that just left me." <laughs> and let me tell you why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I get yeah. that too. I mean, it looks cool. It definitely looks cool. No, no. I mean, uh, seriously, it it is a quality. Uh, I've I've taken his advice on on uh, sites uh-huh. and. And I talked to him at Reading about the Black Gold site, and he was he was pretty happy with it. He was saying he's like even at that time he's like you know I wish I could change a couple things on here, but it's it's a it's a pretty good darn site. Well, I mean that coming from D- Tim Gillingham means nothing because what does that guy own that he hasn't changed one way or another? Okay, well I'll I, go. I bet his fucking with... socks are custom. <laughs> you know. <laughs> to elaborate on that, he I. There is another company made out of Canada. I had one of their sites. It's called the DS Advantage. Uh-huh. And uh, he shot those particular sites for quite a while. And he he's mentioned that he, he bought six of those uh-huh. out of his own pocket. And like you said, he could have shot, been given any site he wanted. Mm-hmm. But he went and bought those on his own because yeah. he liked them so much yeah he had black gold pretty pretty deep in his throat yeah when because they dropped well, when he, they yeah that was part of the group for Botech, right they i guess so same. huh yeah yeah and and you know he made a pretty public thing i'm looking for a site i'm gonna see what's out there and then he's like bowfinger yeah things and, and as far as i know He's buying them. He's not sponsored by them yet. So uh, I think he said they, the owner sent him one or yeah. two. So he might say he's buying them, but you really, I mean, can you really trust a pro when they say they've bought something? And then they turn around and be like, this is the greatest thing ever. I paid well, money. Well, you, you know, depends on what day of the week it is, you know. I mean, is it Monday or is it, you know, Friday? I mean, don't get me wrong. I love pro shooters, but... What a bunch of faggots. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, we could just definitely put that on your tombstone, you know, Wendell says. Right. <laughs> You'll have to <laughs> do me a favor. If I die first, right? Yeah. Just make sure Paige doesn't piss on that grave. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, You'd come back to life, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> the freaking the hand coming through the dirt picture, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he so, has risen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's see. Pa- speaking of Paige, she did a breakdown for the Vegas venues. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I might good. I might include that like here at this moment. I might insert okay. that whole little spiel that she gave for the Vegas thing. If it's still right. up, if I can find it for people that want to hear about it. I think it is. Um, 
the NFAA announced the new 2025 Vegas location, I've seen so many questions, comments, concerns, complaints come across the internet, and I just want to clear those up for you guys. One, I want to give you my thoughts on the issue, and two, I want to give you guys some facts that I know you don't have. Let's first talk about the South Point and why this change is happening. A lot of people are just assuming that the NFAA decided to leave South Point, and that's not actually the case. We've outgrown South Point. For any of you guys that have been there, that's completely clear. We don't have enough rooms at South Point or the Grand View for everyone who's coming. I think it's like two-thirds of the people, but just to be conservative, I'm going to say half, that half of the rooms that people are currently having to stay in are not in South Point or Grandview. We don't have the space. So people are having to stay on the strip and then come out to South Point for the tournament, which is pretty inconvenient. On top of that, if you guys have been there, it's very clear that there are not enough restaurants, and the restaurants we do have are not big enough to feed everybody every evening that's at the Vegas shoot. There are like hours and hours of wait times. Um, you Preach. can't even hardly make reservations in advance anymore. And a lot of the evenings we would just give up and like eat steak and shake or Del Mar Deli because there was literally nowhere else to eat or you couldn't get into a restaurant. True so that. with all of that said, South Point let the Vegas shoot know that we had outgrown them and it was time to move on. So I just wanted to clear that up because I've seen so many people hating on the NFAA for leaving like the perfect location when in reality it wasn't their decision and I feel like if you knew that and someone just came out and told you that that might change your opinion on that matter just a little bit. Now that we've talked about South Point, let's talk about the four new locations that we are going. Those are the Horseshoe, the Paris, the Flamingo, and Planet Hollywood. I've seen so much concern about how are we going to make this work across four separate locations. So what you guys really need to know and understand about this is that all of those hotels are owned by Caesars Entertainment. They are in the same location. They are all connected. You never have to go outside to get between each hotel. Instead of thinking it as four like totally separate locations, you should think of it as one massive location with like different wings of rooms, each wing of rooms being a separate hotel. The other beauty with this is that each hotel is going to have different prices. So you're gonna be able to get cheaper rooms, up to expensive rooms if that's something that you're into, and all of those locations actually provide enough rooms that every single person attending the Vegas shoot will be able to stay on site for the first time. As far as how the shooting halls and shooting areas are going to be spread out, we're actually only shooting in two of the hotels, and that is the Horseshoe and the Paris. Now, right now, even at South Point, we're not all in the same location. There's different rooms throughout the hotel. There's the lower preferred arena. The pros are down in the main arena itself. And so it's going to be very similar to that. It's all within that same location. There will be different rooms. It is not going to be like drastically spread out between all these widespread locations like everyone is assuming. And as far as the finals go, at South Point, the way the arena was set up, we couldn't actually even house the majority of the tournament at all to like come watch the finals. And so for those of us that qualify for the Vegas final on Sunday, um, we're actually going to be shooting that in an amazing facility in Planet Hollywood. Again, that's attached. Um, and it will be able to house everybody. So it's going to be really cool. The finals venue is going to be better and bigger and better than like ever before. Everyone will be able to fit. The lighting is going to be great. The sound systems are going to be great. And I think it's going to actually be an upgrade from shooting in the arena right now. 
One of the last big benefits about the new locations is the food. I already touched on the food issues at South Point and I'm pretty sure my numbers are gonna be really close, but within like the same distance from the tournament to where the food is at South Point, there are like 80 different restaurants at these new locations. So the times of like waiting hours to get in or not being able to get into a restaurant are gone. We're gonna have access to so many more options and the wait times are gonna be less and everybody at the Vegas shoot is actually going to be able to get in and have dinner at a time um, that works for them every evening. Now let's talk about the date change. So Bruce announced on Sunday night that the hotels that we're moving to are normally booked out for years. They were given one year's notice, you know, by South Point, basically they have to go um, to make this happen. So the fact that they pulled this off in that amount of time is incredible. And I will tell you guys that the normal Vegas dates were not available at the new location. So being mad at the NFAA for moving the date is pretty irrelevant when they didn't have a choice. But what they did by moving the date is actually really cool. It was smart on their part and there's a lot of benefits that come with that and I'm gonna tell you those now. First off, everybody that's saying, oh, this is gonna kill registration or kill the tournament or whatever. The Vegas shoot has been hosted for 58 years. You're probably talking maybe the last five to 10 years of information that you guys are going off of. But in the last 58 years, the Vegas shoot has actually been held in March more than any other month, which is the new dates that it's going to. It'll be March like 7th through the 9th, I'm pretty sure. So the NFAA has years of data knowing that the dates are gonna be okay and that this is going to be a good move. And they didn't have a choice in the first place. But because the dates have been moved back, here's one really cool thing that I know no one's been talking about and I'm excited to tell you guys. The Indoor World Series final that is hosted by World Archery in conjunction with the Vegas shoot, we always shoot that final every Saturday night, is obviously right now happening in February. When indoor season kicks- All right, enough of that, enough of that. Let's get back to the show. What were your impressions on that, dude? Like, she did clear it up quite she, a bit. She basically answered every question I had, you know, and scenario. And, yeah. Uh, it I was sound, like, okay, but we should be very clear. She is, like, homies with Chuck Cooley, right? Chuck takes her hunting everywhere. So, even if... Hold what, on, hold on, hold on. Not Chuck Cooley. What's his name? <laughs> His name's not Chuck Cooley, but Who is, what's I, his name? Uh, the director of the NFAA, Bruce Cole. Bruce Cole. Bruce Cooley. Yes, dude, that sounds exactly the same. So anyway, <laughs> Bruce Cole. Yes, takes her to Africa. They go, you know. Fuck. Yeah, they go hunting together. They're uh, they're yeah. in South Dakota together. So if Bruce does Bruce Cole make these decisions? Is he just the uh, and he? He is like the director, right, for the NFA? Yeah, he, him and his group, you know, the, him and the, the foundation so, are the ones making the decisions, you know? If Bruce Cole does make a, an extremely shitty decision and, you know, move this event to four different, you know, venues, mm -hmm. do you think Paige is going to be like, well, that was a dumb idea publicly? Yeah. No, she, I think she fuck, fuck you. No way. No way. Yeah. No. I mean, I don't know if she'd come out like Wendell style, but she was like, you know what? You know, okay. No. He's going to say, They're trying Paige. to do the, she tried to be a little PC, but she would, he's like, you he's know, say Paige. he would come away knowing that she was like, I wouldn't have done that. He's going to say, Paige, I need you to make this, this announcement for me because a lot of people are shitting their pants. So you got to go on social mm -hmm. media, make this announcement, and there's two giraffes and a, 
and a koala bear in it for you uh, uh, next time you're in Africa, you know? And she probably jumped at it. She probably like koala bear. She said probably... koala bear in Africa. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I don't. I don't think so. She probably asked. She went, "Is it a baby koala bear?" <laughs> and he goes, "Milk still on the lips." And she's like, "I'm there. I'll make it." She'd be more down for uh, like four puppies of some anything <laughs> instead of the koala bear. I used to have this joke where I'm like, "What's in it for Bruce to take <laughs> to take Paige?" <laughs> I'm going to refrain from the rest of that joke. For sure, it's not anything romantic. I was just picturing him to be some kind of creepy pervert, you know? <laughs> like, like all, you know, all the, all the bathrooms in China, right, are just, like, yeah. open holes in the floor, right? And the shit, Yeah, you told me that. And the yeah. shit just goes out to, like, a pig pen. <laughs> the tilapia pens are waiting outside. Exactly. But instead of at the bottom, instead of a pig, it's Bruce Cole looking up going, oh, yeah, come on, Paige. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> yeah, no. dude. Oh gosh. So anyway, uh, that's how that announcement came off to me. But I'll play it so everyone can make their own opinions. Okay. Yeah. It still sounds like a bad idea to me, but it's not going to deter me unless it's obscenely more expensive. That was. Um, she was trying to like give everybody a, an outlook onto that. Like, hey. We haven't got blocks of rooms yet. We haven't got a discount yet. So right. if you try to book, be, if you're going to look right now, you're going to see, you know, yeah, a room's twenty two thousand dollars, right, the, for the weekend. That's, right, that's no exaggeration. So, um, so yeah, it, is the date moving this next one or the one after? It's the next one. Okay, this is it. That was it. Then we're South Point. Okay, you know. So I would, I would suspect that the 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 rates will be lower because it, it's after... Um, right, right. But relative to what uh, it has cost at the South the Point... Show, the show season at, in, you know, there's not the the CES show and whatever, the you know, your favorite, the AVN Awards and all these, you know, award shows and uh-huh. computer shows are not happening down there in, in Vegas. And obviously the Super Bowl will be over. Avian so Awards, uh, that came right off your tongue. That was real natural. Yeah. I like that. That was good. Darn it. I was hoping you would <laughs> go a little farther before you remembered that. <laughs> I almost let it go, uh, dude. That was good. Um, <laughs> yeah, but don't you think on the whole, on the whole, it's going to be more expensive? Yeah, it's hard to say. You know, I don't know. I mean, it I've, definitely seems like. I've never looked up what a room without the discount at South South Point was. So Well, I dude, my company we did the Venetian once for the EDC electronics Oops. consumer show or something like that. Sure. ECS? I don't know. EC mm-hmm. something. And so we C- had yes. we had a suite in the Venetian and the toilet paper was so soft. I was like, <laughs> this place must be expensive. Like it was it was pleasurable to take a shit. Okay. You know, versus brutal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you, well, but the toilet paper at the South Point, you might as well just take a shower afterwards or go jump in the, <laughs> go jump in the pool. Just you know, do the butt scoot on the carpet in the hallway. <laughs> and the thing is, you wouldn't be able to see it, at least. <laughs> That's great, dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
So let's see what do we got. Um, that's the Vegas thing. We covered the site. Are you gonna Are you gonna get one of those Bowfinger sites? No, no. Uh, I'm yeah. gonna stick with my Shibuya. You know, your favorite site there for the longest time. Yeah, yeah. I still have mine. Yeah, I actually. Um, if anybody's interested, I do have a version two black gold site that'll be. Uh, you don't want to use freshly that? refurbished. You don't want to use a black gold site. And I thought they uh, were the shit. Uh, you just got done telling me how they were the bomb and. Tim no, I said Tim Gillingham was telling me how they were a good quality site, Dude. but he would still change some things. Dude, back to Tim Gillingham. <laughs> One of the fucking listener questions. <laughs> it was actually just a com. Someone just sent me the champion blueprint unleashed. Tim Gillingham on the mental game and what it takes to perform. Uh, the blueprint with Ace Coleman. <laughs> It's like Ace Coleman <laughs> asked Tim Gillingham for advice on his mental game. <laughs> you might as well, you might as well ask Dylan Mulvaney oh what kind of tits he likes, dude. <laughs> That's so crazy. Hey, but you know, okay, Ace Coleman, he did, he did make it to the shootoff hey, round. Kid can shoot, no yeah. doubt about that. I'm not taking that away from him. Kid can shoot. Yeah. Oh man! What would you rather watch, uh, Ace Coleman video or um, the Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, AI? Oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger singing! Yeah, the AI's face over. Oh, dude, <laughs> that's a tough break. I'd probably like try to negotiate my way down to a Chris B video. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crispy's kind of cool. He's kind of he's kind of cool now. Oh, really? Okay. Is that okay to say? Can I say that? Quite a turn there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll just stick to hating him. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him. No. <laughs> he's. Uh, I shot crispy product there for a while. I was pretty happy with it. This. Yeah, his plastic sight. Yeah. No. There's. Uh, oh, yeah. I still shoot that scope. Mm-hmm. Do you have the? Do you still have the Ultraview two? I have the two, and I'm shooting the three. You still have the two? Yeah, I'll buy it from you. Oh, just come and get it. I'll buy it from you. I'll put it on my hunting bow. Okay. Yes. Awesome score. All yeah, right. I still got that box. Yeah, that was. Uh, you got to give it up to those guys. They did a good job. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They do good. And they're still doing a good job. Yes. Yeah, they went from 3D printing shit to actually manufacturing shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Throw it up for... What's his name? Do you know the guy that owns it? That runs it? Yeah. Tall. Taller guy. Yeah. That's yeah. His, that's his name. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. You want to get into some listener, listener questions, Jim? Do you want to you touch on it? Sure. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's see if we can... Okay. The first listener question... Let me see. First listener question. Let me see if I can find these in order. Uh, okay. This is from Josh. Josh Pereira. He said, uh, give me a rundown. He said, if you're recording an episode this week, it would be sweet if you could do a quick rundown on what to expect slash specific marks to get for Spenceville this Sunday. So I totally shit the bet on that one. And 
Spenceville's coming pat uh, is is gone, right? Coming gone, yes. Yeah. Um not a lot of really high scores, I think. I think Allen shot like a nine fifteen, which is pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think it's a one handicap. For the, for the first uh outdoor of the season. Yeah. But that was that was pretty much the high score there. Yeah. Um, so I'm sorry, Josh. I I I have only shot Spenceville twice, I believe. Yeah, I've only shot it once. And yeah, dude, there's so much weed and cocaine between now and then that I can't remember anything special about Spenceville. Only that you shoot up a hill, right? Like there's a hill and you kind of you kind of uh, shoot. What's the word? Like zigzag up the hill, and then okay. zigzag down the hill. And yeah, I mean. Yeah, uh, the the only things I remember from Spenceville, obviously it's too late for him, but um, I was talking to Rudy, and and he said it was amazing weather. There was zero wind except for right the shot over the pond, which you you know you have to expect some some kind of a little bit breed. Of yeah, yeah. But for a typical Yuba Sutter shoot, it was. Practically zero, so everybody was pretty happy with that. Yeah, no there, rain, and there's there's raining everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it, it just like avoided them. Yeah, that's pretty the, cool. So, um, but I thought we'd do Josh one solid, right? Okay. And uh, because we don't have, you know, we missed that one. We could kind of give them some pointers for the uh, Woodlake Antelope Archers coming up. Sure, sure. So, oh, I should. Damn it, I'm so disorganized. Um, first outlaws coming up, everyone. So, if you guys are in California, you want to shoot a tournament series, it's orange spots, safari style. It'll get you prepped for redding. Okay, definitely. Um, it's what the guys used to do, like Greg Poole and Ben English. Is that correct? Did I say that right? It is yeah, yeah Ben English. Uh, all these badasses that used to destroy in the world of archery used to do this tournament series, and it's being kept alive right now by Mark Rubio and Randy Long, uh, with some help from some cool cats, and um, and yeah, it's about to kick off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there's one of two ways you can. I feel the wrong way. A lot of people are like I don't want to shoot that series because I feel like I'm just donating money to. Yeah, they feel like I'm the not. People. They think they're not ready for it. Yeah, but uh, when I started it and you started it, you know, we just jumped in. Yes, and basically, I was getting lessons. Yeah, for the price pretty, of shooting. Pretty much shooting with those guys. I gotta say it. Doing an outlaw or any tournament for that matter, even novelty shoot, you get more out of doing that than buying a new release. Yeah, not in your and case. Not in your case. Not in your <laughs> case because you shoot that old, that old oh, yeah. shit. But harder <laughs> lose money on me. That's for sure. <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> um, but the first event's coming up. It's March second and third. Um, I think they call it the Broken Arrow, right? Right. So. Yeah, it's coming. Uh, let me see if the Flyers got any cool shit. No, same shit as always. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. Typical things to get ready. 
get your, you know, get your, I don't know if they have a hundred yard distance there. I can't remember. Cause Is this you the know, one where the long shots on like a, a beer can. It could be. Or something. It's like a giant beer can. So here's the thing. I've never shot Wood Lake before. So yeah. the only way I know to prepare is how I would prepare for any safari. Right. That's what I was going to get at. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I mean, yeah. No, keep going. We're um, on the same page. Yeah. So from what my friends tell me is it's pretty hilly. Yeah. So make sure your sight's leveled, right? Make yeah. sure your third axis is shot in. Solid third but, axis. And yep. that's shit that you should have done prior to the first event anyway, because you know that will carry over into Reading even. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the yardages are going to be, but I would guess there's going to be something short. So I would get a three, four, and five yard mark. Yeah, shoot those in. Yep, shoot those in. Practice, practice those. I mean, I like to practice those if I can. Usually, I'll do a a light day before we travel there mm -hmm. or travel to a shoot and then that'll that'll be my emphasis is i'll i'll try to get those short shots and you know try not to overshoot that's because, good thinking uh and then maybe just play around with the 100 100 yarder you know yep. get some get a round or two in there and then kind of wrap it up because i've gone down a rabbit hole and just really messed up my own head <laughs> by yeah. shooting whole bunch and like oh man this is not good oh this is something's wrong yeah yeah some tune, wrong. tune is out or something yeah and i just totally aced my own self right out of there equipment wise oh, chasing, chasing something that wasn't even there but yeah so. I, I would recommend you have a sight tape print it out you know and then i'm gonna roll marks off of my phone right but i'm gonna have a sight tape so i know if something's off you know if something's out i'll see it just right. as a, some further indicator. But, yeah, yeah, just have your sight marks all the way out to 100. Three to 100, and you should be good. Yeah, and, you know, just shoot in, you know, oh, the see how good yeah. your marks are, you yeah. know, like 80. You know, if it's on, and then, you know, I as I think a lot of people do, those, those super close ones and the super far one, like 100, whatever, mm -hmm. always end up being a little different for yeah. one reason or another. And no, one thing that I had noticed at at Outlaws past when like guys like Dave Cousins would show up to an outlaw, right? Uh, the first thing they do, like you know, first thing in the morning, everyone's at the practice range getting getting warmed up and stuff. Dave goes to the longest target and just stands there and pounds at the longest target. Yeah, and I mean that's perfect, perfect thing to do if you have everything else dialed in. You know, if your marks are good, everything's good, why not? If it's not going to fuck with you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to go to the your farthest, most confident target. Yes. And then just, you know, go from there. Yeah, just hammer it up. Uh, so let's see. Other questions. What was the field quiver you were talking about on your latest podcast? So we were talking about the Northlight quiver. And I think I said it was... Run by Blake and Kit, but I was t corrected. And okay. Someone, someone told me that a friend of theirs, another and guy, like a fishing guy. Running the business. Yeah, fishing guy. Some kind okay. of, and, and that's what he's all about, and he's he's taking that up. Um, This gentleman, Dave Welsh, said T&K is another American-made quiver. 
Oh, okay. I'll have to look that one up. T as in Tony, N-K? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we, we re-ran the gambit, uh, the Bateman quivers. I like the Bateman quiver. And then um, I went off track and brought up the angel quiver, the Japan quiver. Mm-hmm. Very good. But uh, Angel quivers are cool. The and then you were, you were bringing up the Kafaro quiver and, mm-hmm. and I, the... I would I be all for, the yeah, the push ones. I would be all for an angel quiver because I feel like we owe them one. <laughs> no, they got us back. They got us back in the eighties. Ah, in the yeah, you think so? With the, <laughs> yeah. with the with the Toyota, the yeah, the Toyota and the Walkman. You know, just I don't know, dude. There would well, be... you know, you're, you're, uh, you were you were you were that age of the stupid Tamagotchi that I had to kill one time. <laughs> Their women dress up like cats, and their men dress up like women. Like, I think we owe them one. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll let you. Uh, you can get the angel. I'm not, I don't know if you watch the news lately about our men and women what they dress up alike. Now, oh, so. yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> what was that guy's name you just mentioned? Dylan, Bud Light guy, Dylan Mulvaney. Yeah, so you do know. Oh, there's. Or maybe you don't. You know, Wendell, him. That is, guy, that is the guy dressed as a woman. Yeah, I'm like, okay. what? That's a dude. <laughs> You're like, but I have so many pictures. <laughs> um, let's Darn see. Only fan. Oh, I wouldn't know. I can't. I can't pay for porn. I'm way too poor. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, guys, uh, Jared Paskey says, um, you know, you talk a great deal about getting a really good Aeroflight with Kudus. He goes, I'm running a 4mm with 4-Fletch AAE Pro Max. Do you think those Kudus would do well? I've tested in no wind the QAD Exodus to 70 and was spot on. But if wind kicks up, it scares me. I got the Sever Mechanicals just in case, but would really like to be confident in a fixed blade for Elk. What do you think on that one, Jim? You shot Kudus. I think the you know what you, you're gonna have to it's gonna have to do a little bit of testing on his own, but uh, I think they definitely will work. The the you know the newest the newest version of the Kudus with the little bleeder blades, uh huh, deadly, and the the bleeder blades won't won't catch any they're, wind. They're small enough that they're not gonna affect. I like I like a good wooden channel. I'm gonna be a contrarian. I like them without the bleeder blades. Okay, because I don't know why, it just seems sleeker. <laughs> They definitely are, but I have no. I my wife will be the first one to tell you I'm no hunter. <laughs> you know, you are. You are a hunter. I try. Yeah, I try. I told you about that self affirmation. Remember, every morning I am a hunter, dude. I'm fucking one more murdered deer, like unrecovered deer, away from becoming the Tim Gillingham of hunting. Just fucking, nah. <laughs> fucking four stabilizers. You know, a million range finders. <laughs> you're you're fine. I'm telling you. There's Tim's actually Tim kills a lot of shit, huh? I'm not sure. I mean, I would hope so. so let's see. Um, <laughs> okay, I thought I'd chime in. This is from Josh Browning. I thought I'd chime in after listening to your pod on Bowtech. I don't think it has anything to do with target archery at all. They don't make dick in target shooters. This is why. Uh, this is. 
way more about influencers. Kyle and Tim have combined 25K followers on Instagram. Their money spent is not coming back from those guys. They can pick up one influencer and give them a bow and have hundreds and thousands of people seeing how great their bows are. They are going to do fuck all for target archery, amateur or pro. Pure archery group is garbage. <laughs> this sounds like everything we said, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Josh, you- bravo. We're on. Yeah. <laughs> we're with you on that one. You, you chimed in exactly what, you know, I would agree with. Yeah. Uh, well, just one little segue. Those, uh, those conglomerates that are buying up all the archery. Yeah. Uh, not just archery and and all sports related things. These people are buying up left and right. The big buyer groups. Getting, yeah, the buyer groups, and uh, it's getting kind of scary. You know, run into some issues, and even in the archery, where you know we lost some products, lost some customer service. So yeah, that part is bad. Yeah. Well, PSE looks like it's doing pretty good, and they they've been acquired. Right. Yeah, I mean, right now, let, let's you know, only time will tell. Uh, hopefully, you know, there'll be a time that we won't even remember. And I know the elite guys are a bunch of turds to deal with, but I still think they're good bows. Oh sure, but that's the outdoor group, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, but they definitely had a dark cloud over them for for quite a bit. Yes, big time before they, uh, you know smarter heads prevailed and kind of fired everyone. Yeah. You know, took back the reins or they, they call like, Hey, can you come back? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Another listener question. Back on track. Okay. I've heard you mention you spent time shooting the HPC. Do you have any recommendations on a button that would match up closest to it? I feel like switching up between a button and hinge helps me be honest in my shot process, but the only button I have access to is an ultra view. And it's miles different in every way to the HBC. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, there. What you know? What button it is, right? What? what I mean, even the rave you shoot is close, fairly close to the uh, HBC, right? Oh, the rave. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a little different though, and and honestly, I think you're not gonna get so like okay, the the. The only release that you can sw- switch between hinge and button and have a similar point of impact is the the goat. Ah, oh, that's it. Yeah, right? yeah. Because with uh, most hinges, especially true ball, well, most hinges, the hooks face the inside. Right? Is that a correct statement? The hook faces your thumb. Right? And then... Uh, yeah, one is one way and then the other is the other way. Yeah, and most thumb buttons the hook or the opening is going to be the opposite direction. The closest I can get is probably like a blade, but I'm pretty sure it won't be the same depending on how much, you know, how hard you pull into the wall, you know, uh, even between, okay, I got, I just recently picked up the Trident, the true ball Trident. I got like a used one. Okay. That has a hook to the inside. Nice. Aside from that, it's identical to the blade. Point of impact, totally different. Totally different. I can't shoot like sight marks are different. It, it'll hit like two yards high, basically. So wow. It's one okay. or the, it's one or the other. It, uh, the head length. Head length is the same, dude. I even 
put a little D loop on it and measured from the center of the D loop to the finger beds. And it's like exactly all just exactly the same. But what it has to do with is when you release that shot, that hook's getting out of the way in a certain direction. Or it's like sure. the, the blade and the rave that hooks on the left side and it's just opening up like a gate with the trident, the goat, uh a lot of these other like the ultra view. It's literally like a hand or like a, the hook's like hooked inwards holding that string. So when it comes off, it's not like it just pops out of the way. The string's going to be dragging that, you know, that hook for an infinitesimal amount of time, right. which isn't bad. It's just going to change your point of impact. You kind of have to tune for that. Yeah, just a little bit. You know, and like I was mentioning, I am not versed on, on those particular uh, releases because they're not Carters, obviously. But um, uh, head, length, head length will play a big part of it, even, you yes. know, even a sixteenth of an inch. Yes. It's gonna make a big difference. Uh big but time. those ones you mentioned, at least the style of the finger grooves, the machining of the finger grooves, you know, and the spacing of your fingers will mm -hmm. be very similar. Yeah. So that'll get you a lot closer in the ballpark than say the HPC to the Ultra View. So um Correct. And you're just gonna have to play with it. I think if you wanted to get crazy, you could get an HBX, right, mm -hmm. and run that like a button. They break a little better if you shoot them like a thumb button. Right. Uh, otherwise, you could shit can your HBC and buy um, the UltraView hinge, and then mix between the hinge and the UltraView button. Right. Yeah, you know? but definitely uh, sounds like sounds like the, he likes his HBC. The mechanicals of of the two thumb buttons are a lot different, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah, truly. So you mentioned him before, mm -hmm. uh, John Dudley. Yeah. What releases does he push? Carter's. Okay. And basically they are, he has a podcast, a video out that he shoots them both and he can shoot them both in the same spot and i think the hooks open the same direction uh what how far was he shooting oh you know probably 50 meters 50 meters yeah and the hooks were in the same direction i think so let me see what releases does he have he's got the uh because the evo has a hook yeah but he he's got it's got a different name for it right yeah, no, this, the two smooth and the silver back. The, oh, yeah. The hooks are in opposite directions. You sure? Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. Okay. You should know this, Carter guy, because uh, the total yeah. control is basically the two smooth. It is. Mm -hmm. But I don't know the... Yeah, I think at 50, at 50 yards, you probably can't tell. I, I do my shit at 80 yards. Oh, Cause uh, I ain't trying to sell a bunch of green shit on the internet. That's why. well. The silverback is what color? I don't know. Fucking black. Silver. The two smooth is black. So yeah, those, those aren't green. Yeah. Oh, he's he's got the third release too. The the thumb button. Yeah, which, which also is... has a different jaw style than the others. Yeah. 
So, you know, but yeah. Okay. Let's, let's, let's bring it back into focus here. So God damn, fucking you're John looking Dudley. for, it. I've had so much John Dudley. <laughs> you brought it up. I not- know. I'm so retarded. Dude, there's a podcast called sleep with me. All right. Oh my gosh. Which is it's just this dude talking about what he watched on TV, but he drones on it's literally John Dudley's voice and he goes nonstop about like on this episode of Star Trek there was this <laughs> and then this happened and but you know what? It reminds me of that time that I went to the grocery store. And by the end you're fucking passed out because the dude's so goddamn boring. That's that's John Dudley. I can't listen to this podcast. I almost crashed my car. I don't know. You know, I had it on it's like I ended up in the grass there. I'm like, what happened? Uh, well, I can't listen to the guy. It was a good. It was a good listen to you today. Um, did I've been rucking in the morning? Oh, fantastic! 70, really, seventy pound rucks for two and a half miles. Um, uphill both ways. One way, one way. But I've been getting annihilated, like baked, before I go. <laughs> I've been sober up until the point where I start exercising, and now I'm like, I'm going to get high. I don't get a little high, dude. I'm walking, and it's like 4 in the morning, so it's dark, and I'll be rucking up this hill and be like, what the fuck am I looking at? Is that a cat? Is that a sweater? Like, <laughs> you see something on the fence, and you start to wig out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, you <laughs> So having, okay. having John Dudley's voice there was was pretty calming, cal- pretty calming today. Okay. <laughs> He serves a purpose. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So. Well, and and then you know if there was any would be attackers, by the time you got close enough, they'd be asleep in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see, I got another question from a guy named Steve Wan. He says, "Hey, Brada, Brada, he must be from Brada. Hawaii. How many feet are you shooting indoors in that video you posted? It looks pretty close in the house." Uh, huh? I think he's talking about my Instagram. That is a 19-yard indoor range. Yeah. Um, indoor distance. Yes, yes. Try to get close. You're shooting indoors through a window you took out to the outside. Yeah, yeah. When you're that when you're that in love with the sport, you'll lose your deposit on the house. You, you, found, you found a way. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah how cool. you did that. It's nice. I'll get back to it. Yeah. I'll get back to practicing down there soon. Now I got my Matthews lift. Wow. So, um, anyway. I wish my, go, I wish I'd go to the outdoors a little bit more myself, but, you know, yeah. there is a tournament coming next week. I know, dude. I got to get out there and, and sure up some sight marks. Okay. I'll definitely get my close ones here, though. Cool. Um, final questions from a gentleman named Ola. Um, hey Wendell, love the podcast. If you, if I'm not mistaken, are you working on swag? Perhaps even some hats. So that's the perfect last question for to lead with. Uh, yeah, we got hats coming. Fantastic! I got twenty wow. twenty hats on order. Uh, black, green, and tan. They're going to be embroidered. They should be here any day now. So. Awesome. I can't wait for mine. Just saving one for Jim. The rest are for whoever they want. Whoever wants them. All right. Yeah. Uh, I was going to keep it the same price. They're 35 bucks a hat. It's on the expensive side, but I'm sorry. It's because I have to go to the post office and ship it to you. Yeah. Um, and I have to commit tax fraud. 
and that's the only way I know how. Right. Well, you know, like last time, you know, there was uh, someone who was uh, kind of disgruntled that you weren't giving away these hats for free. Yeah, but, that uh, dude was mad. But you know what? There was something about that guy where I was like, hey, you know what? I was like, I'll give you some stickers. How about that? You know, just for yeah. just for bringing it to my attention. And he goes, no, fuck you. And I was like, <laughs> that dude's cool as shit. <laughs> like, yeah. He turned away. He's like, no, fuck your stickers. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you. <laughs> I, I hate you all the way through. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but I was like, that guy's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're not gonna turn me, uh, dude. If Flex yeah. Fletch offered me some stickers right now, I'd be like, what veins do you want me to shoot? I'll buy them. I'll buy them full <laughs> price. <laughs> you know. Oh, I, did you see that one? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in if I should try it. Um, if anybody has seen me shoot my indoor veins mm-hmm. are the f- clear color silent nights uh-huh they now have clear 187s they didn't always have clear 187s no no oh okay you want those i i may look into it come on jim get aae veins why are you fucking around with this flex fletch these hard shill. No, it's the other way around. I, uh, I'm shooting flex flex and not fucking around with AAEs. Yeah. All right, agree to disagree. Okay. Well, I doubt flex Fletch listens to this show. They're just going to use my Facebook to push all their shit. <laughs> but if they do listen, give Jim some fucking veins for posting. They were, they were, they're, they're, um, they were in the. Target on Archery Target Unlimited page also. I saw him. Yeah, well, give Jim some fucking veins, all right? You got your free <laughs> advertising, you fucks. <laughs> now, time to pony up. Yeah, yeah the message Wendell and he'll give you my uh, address. Pay the Jew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, cool, man. That's pretty much, pretty much everything, man. You got anything you want to add? No, no, just uh, trying to get ready, you know, and... Uh, Turkey season's around the corner. Yeah, Jim? Yeah, I'm here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My buddy Neil said hearing me talk about hunting is like hearing a gay dude talk about pussy. <laughs> 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 but when you said turkey season's around the corner, and then you know what popped in my head is like, mom. My mom said, "If you got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all." <laughs> I do that. Uh, so they they have premium turkey hunts, like you can get drawings for or drawing for certain areas. Uh huh. So I I got the turkey stamp today and and put in for like two drawings. Awesome. Yeah, I desperately want to kill something this year and like recover it. And oh, bring it home. Uh, let me know, and if I can, I'll go with you and try to film it. Hell yeah, hell yeah! <laughs> you can watch me make a fool of myself. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just gonna be filming the turkey, and we'll just figure try to figure out which turkey it is. You're gonna be zooming up, and you're gonna go, you're zooming in on my face, and go, "Are you crying right now?" I'm gonna be like, "Shut the camera off! Shut the camera off! I don't want to do this." <laughs> so, yeah, I got that lift all built. That thing, yeah, that looked. Uh, those are some pretty, pretty good. They got to give it to Matthews. Aesthetically, their bows are on point. Yeah, Hans put. Hans, Not to mention they are 
driving nails in yes. left and right. Everything. Yeah. Hans put some six strings on it for me. I'm ready for action. Oh, great. All-American-made bow. I just need some American-made arrows, huh? That'll be next. Sure. Sometime. Someday. Yeah. All right. Anything else, Jim? No, I think it's good. Uh, hope to see everybody out there. Yeah, Wood Lake. Wood Lake. At the range, practicing. I know it's been tough with the weather, but you got to get it in here, you know. What should I title the, this? It, we get more listeners when I, the title of the show is a product. Mm. Uh, I'm going to call it New AAE Veins. Which, uh, which we just touched sure. on for like <laughs> three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my whole my whole lower extremities went limp when you said that. So. We want it to be Flex Fletch. The Clear Flex Fletch 187. Uh, or you could just like... Just have two. Tim whiskey. Gillingham or John Dudley products. Which one? <laughs> Dude, I would love a, a Tim Gillingham release. That would be cool. The hammer release? No, he his uh, his index finger button. Or I'm sorry, oh, his oh, index that, finger that. release. has got like a, a three inch piece of spring steel bent around right. on it, so that he can like just lightly touch. I don't know. I don't know. Beyond me, things that yeah. I mean, he's a uh, he's larger than average human there, so he's, modifications are the norm for him. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, remember, does he still shoot with a glove on his bow hand? <sighs> yeah. I mean, like that little nylon thing. From time to time, I've seen him with it on. I think yeah. it's fingerless now. But he used to use like a skiing glove or something. Yeah, it was something like a. It was like a glove liner or something. <laughs> you know who used to shoot that too was. Uh, uh, go on, uh, throwing up Gabe. Gabe from um, Spothog. Oh, oh. Well, I I like that guy. I won't. I won't bad okay. that guy. I was gonna say throw out some old obscure name from the past that I won't know. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Johnson. Neil Johnson. Yeah. No. Early Hoyt pro staffer. Uh, all right, dude. Awesome. Well, thanks, Jim. That was a good episode. Okay. Yeah, it was good uh, getting back in touch with you. We'll yeah. Keep those questions coming, guys. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for all the questions. Try our best. Uh, me and Jim will podcast in Woodlake. We're going to have a bunch of guests in Woodlake. We're going to have Alan, Brunetta. We'll have Brandon Williamson, our buddy Zach. Brandon Williamson? Who's that? You remember that I don't practice... I just drink wine and shoot arrows once a year. Oh, yeah. I'll just crack off a 920 without. Yep. I didn't pick my bow up hole last year. Yep. Just plays golf. God. Shittily. There, now, there's, there would be one to talk to, someone to talk to about thumb button releases. Yeah. All right. Well, that's Brandon. I'm pretty sure he just shoots the, uh, uh, what's it called? The Abyss. The Abyss. I don't think he fucks around with anything else. Yeah. that, And he can literally, it has no travel. But that's, we'll save that one for uh, next weekend. Cool. All right. All right, big dog. Thanks, Jim. All right, guys. All right. We'll see you guys later. Next time. Peace. 
Guys, my favorite stabilizer is the Carbon Craft Stabilizer. I've been talking about this bar for three years now. Um, if you guys know me, you know I am a whore for gear, and the one thing I've kept constant is the Carbon Craft Stabilizer. You're probably going to ask why, Wendell. <laughs> well, quite frankly, the Carbon Craft Stabilizer is the stiffest, lightest, dampest stabilizer I've ever shot. Um, for the money, for the price point, it beats any other stabilizer. Performance-wise, it beats any other stabilizer. Um, if you're shooting any other bar, it's probably just because you're shilling. Alright? Check them out. Carbon Craft Stabilizers. You can order them with my friend Brian Webb down in Fresno, or you can call Rudy Sandoval at West Coast Archery. Alright guys, I want to share one of my favorite products with you guys. It is the Baker Archery Products Pro Shop Vice. Uh, my buddy Butch out in Idaho makes a sick bow vise. Uh, and you guys are probably wondering, well, why do I need a bow vise? It makes working on your bow super easy. It's one of those must-have things like a bow press. Um, the shop vise, you mount it somewhere on your table, you know, with it, you can manipulate your bow any which way and lock it into a stationary position. You can level your sight axes, you can set up arrow rests, install D-loops, knock sets. Shit like that becomes real easy, stuff you can do really fast on the fly. Um, and, you know, you probably do it better quality than doing it just sitting on your couch <laughs> in front of the TV. I'm not the only guy that likes these products. You guys might have heard of Kyle Douglas, and he uses these. If you have any interest in seeing how they work, check out my Instagram. I'm going to put up a setup video where I'm setting up my hunting bow with one of these bad boys. They are sold at BakerArcheryProducts.com for the low price of $240. Through PayPal, you could be paying really low payments like $22 a month. These things are legit, well worth the money. When you break it down into payments, shit, it, it's cheaper than hell. Check them out, BakerArcheryProducts.com. Tell my buddy Butch I directed you that way so he knows it is worth sponsoring this podcast, okay? All right. Finally, the show is brought to you by my friends Darren and Bet out in Napa, California. They are the owners and operators of DB Custom Coatings, the Coders out of Napa. Um, my friends Darren and Bet, they Coat bows. They can make your old shitty bow look freaking new and awesome. They can make your boring stock colors look rare and special. Uh, Darren does an amazing job Coating. He does anything from solid colors to American flags to fades to anything. I've seen him do a galaxy on a PSE before. It was nuts. Um, he does Casey Caulfield's bow. All right, check that out. Casey Caulfield on the side of the Lancaster truck. She's shooting the bow that Darren Saracoded. What does that tell you? Darren ain't no slouch. The dude is good enough for the Caulfield family. So, uh... Yeah, Darren's the shit. He's a super cool guy. He does releases too. You know, don't don't just think that he doesn't uh, do other things. I know he's done inserts or outserts. I think for hunting arrows for Chris Schaff. Uh all kinds of stuff. So if you guys are interested, hit him up. DB Custom Coatings on Instagram. Uh, you know, if you're a gun nut, if you can disassemble your 
your rifle, Darren can Cerakote that shit pink for you. You know? Um, check them out. DB Custom Coatings on Instagram. Those guys are my friends. They are the one of the longtime oldest and biggest supporters of the show. So show them some love, all right? All right, everyone. Good night. Peace.